Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Thursday, January 26th, 2023. And tonight we will be covering uh, comic books and the paranormal. As always, you can find all the links to the show, the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from, hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions. and uh, Or if you have stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust, happy to share those either by reading them or having you join me on the show to talk about them. And um, so, of course, whenever we do these comic book shows, uh, I don't do them alone. So I want to welcome Derek, the Night Stalker, onto the show. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. No problem. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. I can hear you. How about me? Good, good. I'm glad that's working okay. As long as I don't bump into anything again. (laughs) (laughs) So far, so good. All right. So, um... Yeah, so we we put this put the story a little while back, and and uh, you'll you all will see why I was interested in it once we get going. But uh, if you want to, uh, Derek, first tell them a little about a little about yourself if you want to, and then just uh, the story as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just uh, Derek. I'm the nice talker. I stock shelves overnight and just listen to shows when I get to call in to uh, James' show and Triple Minds and everything. You guys know me. I'll talk about myself. But uh, we did the. Um, like the X-Men stories and the Marvel stories and stories that like we were both more familiar with and kind of like crescendoed it and like what we were calling like the end of our phase one with the Avengers first press X-Men. And now, so this is a kind of an experiment tonight where we're going off the beaten path. We like, I had like a stack of uh, like five different uh, image comics that I haven't read. I really didn't even know what they were about. Like I bought them like three years ago. I forgot. And, uh, we just like read the backs of them and you picked one that was interesting to you and there's no notes online so i just took some notes um too many notes because this is like a well-received story it's like um i didn't know like what like was going to be important in it i didn't know what was going to matter like symbol wise so i, I didn't want to like miss anything that was going to be important to the, in the notes so it's going to be an experiment set tonight i'm going to try to like revel through it as, as quick as we can but um yeah i don't know if you want any more context for the story first before you dive into it or what do you got but uh what do you think well the the thing that um that based on the back of the book it talks about this building that would appear and re- disappear and reappear yeah and that is something that you will find in stories of people's experiences yeah. um where they'll they'll see buildings a lot of times it's older buildings when they'll go to a place but then when they go back another time they won't be there and it's just yeah. too the the span of time is just way too short for it to have been completely destroyed without any trace of it yeah. being got or being there before and um so that's what i was drawn to this one for is this this idea of this building that um just is there but not there but there again and uh yeah. so yeah there was just that connection to kind of the real world whatever is going on out here yeah and that's that's very interesting on its own like what is going on with that? Is that like, is, some, is somebody like abducting the house? Is the house somehow falling into a portal? Are you traveling through some kind of portal, seeing another realm where a house is, and then it's not there when you go back to another time? Or what's going on there? But that plays into a little bit in the story, not so much. Again, I didn't know what to expect. I was taking notes as I was reading it for the first time. And at the end of it, like, it plays like... I want to keep reading it. Play, it plays like a like a pilot episode to a series, to like a intense mini series, whatever. It's very symbolic, um, but it's like it's very weird. I'm gonna say that going into it. It's pretty weird. Um, it's interesting though. Um, yeah, and this real quick, this does yeah. seem like a horror story. It's horror for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but not for everyone that knows. Not overly, and like, and I I, I know uh, to be cognizant of that. So I, I, I curated my notes as best, best I could to not be too uh, graphic or whatever. Um, yeah, um, and then, so, so like the writer is uh, Jeff Lemire. Um, I think it's Lemire. It might be Lemire, but he's a big Marvel and DC guy. Uh, he's like, he wrote for like, Green Arrow and Justice League Dark for DC. And uh, he, he wrote like Hawkeye and um, 
X-Men. He was big during like the all new, all different Marvel era. He basically like was like one of the main guys during that era of Marvel, like 2016 range. And uh, he wrote Sweet Tooth, um, which is a show on uh, Netflix from a few years ago about like the hybrids and like the virus, whatever. Uh, which is pretty good. Um, so he's like a he's a big he's a he's a big guy. And this book was like all over the cover it was just like a bunch of different um, like best book of the year, book of 2018. This book is amazing. Blah 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 blah. So I was going in with high expectations. Um, but do you want to uh, do you want to get started again? This is an experiment. We'll see how, we'll see how this goes. Be uh, be patient, everyone. But uh, should be fun. Yeah, well, I want to thank Derek also for doing all that because, again, he said we looked at, we always look for summaries of these books, and most of the time we can find them, but sometimes, every once in a while, you come across one that's just not there. It's, and, it's, uh, it's, it's, getting, it's getting harder and harder, you know? So, like, it was, like the ones we, when we're doing, like, the Phoenix Saga, it's kind of these, like, um, more classic events. It was, it was kind of easier to find, but... It's getting getting more sparse. Like more, I'm looking around, and it's like there needs to be like a cliffnotes.com for comics, which doesn't exist. So like as I'm writing this, I'm like, if I don't cram, if I don't cram too bad, if I like pace it out, in like after a few episodes, we can start our own comics cliffnotes.com with the. You know what I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, um, and again, like we don't have any mythology going into like so like nothing to like really wrap our our hands around in the, in the story. So I wanted to kind of like, I want to go through the noise as quick as I can, but I want, I didn't know like what was going to be important or like what was going to be something that we needed later. Cause it's like a, it's like a suspenseful mystery story. So I didn't know what was going to be like important plot right. points, you know? And this um, is definitely just a summary. So everyone, if it sounds at all interesting to you, definitely go check out the comic itself. And uh, we it's, a pretty dense, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty dense summary is what, is what I'm trying to say. I'm just gonna try to gonna try to get through it as quick as I, as quick as okay. I can. But uh, okay. and, and it gets like I get obviously towards the end of it quicker. But all right, here we go. So, um, and I posted a few pictures if you're in the chat. Um, like the first one is just is the black barn itself, and then the two main characters is the second picture and the third picture. Um, so here we go. So. It opens up on a guy in a mask looking for something and it looks like a garbage dump. He like finds this like piece of a stick or something. We're not really sure what it is. Um, he puts it in a jar, like files it. And then we're back in his apartment and you see a bunch of jars and like with all the sticks in them, different kind of like trash with, with dates on it. He like sits down in his bed, takes his jacket off and he's like still wearing the mask. And he says like the, the uh, our father, so that's, so that's the prayer and boom, opening titles. So the mask thing, as soon as I see the mask, I'm like, oh no, it's just going to be a virus story. I don't want a virus story. And it's not that. So don't worry, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> um, so then story opens. We open up on a car driving in a road in a huge cornfield. The man driving, seemingly while drinking, uh, appears to be a priest. Um, flashes back on him, getting the assignment to come to Gideon Falls. Uh, it's a quote, quiet town, and their pastor just died, so they need a new one. Um, he doesn't want to go. He said the whole reason... He came back to where he was was because he had lost his way. Um, the bishop responds, well, you found it, and it leads to Gideon Falls. So he pulls up to a rundown church, uh, and he uses the, the Lord's name in vain to express like his disgust. So you can tell like we're not dealing with, he's drinking, he's swearing. Like, he's, he's not a regular priest, basically. And uh, someone calls from behind him, Father, Father Wilfred, so we found out his name. And, and a lot of the stuff, like it's tough to keep the notes going because it like lays out important information. Like I don't find out some of these like main characters names until like the last issue of the thing, you know? So okay. like, you know, um, yeah. so, so then we, we meet, uh, Jean Tremblay, Jean Tremblay, who's like the head of the Catholic women's league and the chair of the, of the parish. Uh, we're showing her filming around the, the rectory of where he's going to be living his apartment. Um, and he says that she, she says the previous tenants belongings are all still there. Uh, he asks how she died and she's too upset to talk about it. And then uh, we cut to, what looks like a therapy session with the man in the mask is talking about he's starting to believe that evil is not an abstract idea, but it's a literal person. And the doctor asks him um, if this is about the garbage again. And he says his obsession, or she says his obsession with it is, is a disease. Um, he says it's not, and that he thought the trash was just random, but now he's seeing patterns in it. He's, cross, he's cross-referencing things. He catalogs to different places. He sees um, things he's looking for are coming from a specific weird source, and it's not all random. So, like, He's at a therapy session talking to this therapist saying that like the trash I'm finding in the dump is like from this one particular, it's like this random trash is like leading me to something. So she's, she thinks he's crazy, you know? Um, 
she says the only reason that he's let, uh, he's let out of the hospital is that uh, she thought it's all passed. Um, and if they weren't so crowded at the hospital, that, that he'd be back there right now. She says, um, people can find meaning in anything if they try hard enough and it doesn't make it real. They're just fantasies. Um, at any point, please cut me off. You know, I'll just keep rambling. Um, but we cut to Father Fred being woken up by someone. Um, this like red specter, this like red, just this red person. Um, and he asks if it's Father Tom. And then the man runs out and the father, father Fred chases him out into these cornfields. Uh, and the panels cut back and forth um, with him looking for this red man. Uh, and then you can hear the masked man, um, Norton, writing in his, jur- his journal. His journal. He says um, he's close in his mission. This is um, the journal. Dr. Zoo doesn't believe him, but she just doesn't understand yet. He says he believes he's really close to a breakthrough. Uh, he likes Dr. Zoo because she's the only one that listens to him, uh, even though she doesn't believe him. And he contemplates telling her what he's really up to. He says he's figured out what's connecting the items he's been finding in these back alleys and gutters that it came to him in a dream or in a vision. It is the black barn. And it's a huge red splash page that I posted in the, in the chat. Um, he doesn't know yeah, what it means. Guess on something here. Yeah, yeah those please. Sticks, those pieces. Yeah. Are they part of that barn? Oh, man. You're good, James. This is, this is one of my favorite parts about, uh, remember when we did the Midnight Mass thing? And yeah. You, I didn't, like you were guessing these things so, so early in the in the show, or like, is uh from not watching it, it was pretty impressive. So, not it, we'll we'll get there. Um, not not exactly, but we'll we'll see. Yes, yes and no, we'll see. But <laughs> he doesn't know what it means, but he knows that it's bad. This is bad. So this vision is terrifying. Um, he like curses God for choosing him to carry this burden of this overwhelming knowledge. So it's almost this like Lovecraftian thing where this he's like driven crazy by this like some knowledge he can't even wrap his head around like um and as we see these panels uh norton says that he has seen a, in a vision um that he's not alone in this burden anymore and that there's someone else and the issue ends so we're assuming that he means father fred um that's, that's issue one so um i need a drink sorry yeah no problem um the dream aspect of course is always amazing um we talk about that all the time just the, the ways dreams seem to be a, 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 just a, a connection or a nexus between all kinds of paranormal things um, yeah. on a body, um, possibly parallel alternate universe things. Yeah, four ways. Ahead with that, you know, um, just all kinds of things. Spirit, the, the afterlife, spirit world. Yeah. Kind of and thing. So, yeah. And potentially a way for like cosmic forces, like the Lovecraft way, but a way for like cosmic forces or or like entities or consciousnesses to like infiltrate our reality or like make contact or give information or like somehow, somehow like infiltrate like through, through the mind of people. And in some cases, like in the story or uh, Lovecraft, it drives them mad potentially, or they need to be mad in order to receive the information in the first place. But a lot of um, Lovecraft stories that characters are just, they can barely handle everything that, that they're, they're figuring out or finding out. If they can handle it at all. Exactly. All right. So issue two um, starts with uh, the doctor and uh, Norton walking through a park. Um, she compliments him for not uh, giving into his temptations to so sort through all the trash that's around on the bench. Uh, he, uh, she says he has to engage with real life and not his fantasies anymore. Uh, but he checks the trash anyways. Uh, after a fault, but after a false alarm, he decides to tell the doctor about the black barn. Um, we cut both. We cut back to uh Father Fred, who's being interrogated by the police, um, he says uh, there was a he says there's a body found near the. Uh, he says there's a body found near the. Did I miss that part? Um, so yeah, so so sorry. The, the issue ends with these panels going back and forth, and as Norton is having this vision, he's saying he's not bur- he's not the only one burned anymore. It's Father Fred coming up to this to this body with like a, something in its chest, basically. So issue, issue. So now we cut to Father Fred being interrogated by the police. Uh, it says the body was found near the barn, but the cops say the barn doesn't exist. There's only corn uh, cornfields there. He says, "You have to believe me. I would never do this." Uh, they're suspicious because he's a new guy that just rolled into town. But he angrily says, "He told them everything." Father Tom uh, came to his room and he fo- uh, he followed him out um, to the body. But the police say Tom had been dead for two weeks. He drowned, and they found him washed up in the creek. So we finally find out how how he died. Uh, yeah. And being drowned in a creek and washing up in a creek is like uh, connects to like 
all kinds of just ritual weirdness and just real life weird ritual cult murders and stuff. And that's a, a whole rabbit hole on its own. But um, she asks if he's been drinking and reveals that she knows that he's been kicked out of two parishes for drinking, disorderly conduct, and assault. Uh, the, interrogation, the, ter- the interrogation is interrupted with word of another dead body being found. Um, we cut back to Norton, who's coming home and discovers... Norton's the guy in the mask. So we cut back to Norton, who's coming home and discovers his apartment uh, broken into and his stuff everywhere. His jars are empty, and we see something missing from his hangers. At this point, um, I'm under the assumption, as, a, as the reader, that like the object in the chest of the body that Father Fred found was one of the items stolen. But the art is like in a style that you can't really tell. It's like dark and shadowy, and like it's it's like it's evocative. It can't you can't it's like laying the pieces out, but you can't really tell right away what what it is. Um, which is tough to like make notes for, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then we're uh, back at the police station. Um, Father Fred, uh, Fred calls the bishop asking for help. It's like the guy, the, the guy who sent him there. Um, he needs a lawyer, uh, some way to get out of getting false. Like he wants to get out of getting false in general. The bishop says no, uh, basically kind of like dismissing him. And, uh, he says he won't need a lawyer if he didn't murder the people. And uh, he says God's plan is clear now and that Gideon Falls needs Fred. Uh, the vibe is very creepy and he's like leaving Fred out to dry basically. And Fred's like shocked. I was like, what the hell's going on? It's a real like Wicker Man vibe where it's just bizarre, bizarre. bizarre. And uh, the officer guy. Huh? That bishop is something else. It's so, it's so, it's, I don't, it's something weird going on with him. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, Officer guarding him tells him that he tells him he believes them and that he should meet Doctor Sutton uh, when he gets out of there. Um, but he couldn't say more than that, um, or he'd get in trouble if he got caught. And we don't we don't know about who. And we cut back to Doctor Zhu's office. The, the therapist, or Norton, barges in, uh, demanding help while she has another patient, and she's like really mad about that. Um, but he's like, "It's serious. They broke in. They took all my stuff." And uh, she dismisses them as being paranoid. And he goes, "No, no, no. They took my stuff. Nails." Uh, a scalpel, uh, a, a, a scalpel, which is, um, I think, one of the items in the chest. But again, it's, it's kind of tough to to tell. Um, she doesn't uh, believe him. Um, wants to take him back to the hospital, but he's like, "What do you, you like? I just told. I'm telling you the truth. He's the only one I trust." And he barges out of there before she can she can get him. We cut back to the police uh, driving into the woods to try to find this body they just found out about. It's revealed that it's Father Tom, but they're like, "How? He just he died weeks ago. We we, we got the body weeks ago." Uh, and they're like, it looks like Father, Father Fred was telling the truth, but they don't know how this is going on. Um, and sticking in uh, the palm of the hand of this of Father Tom was was this like nail that was stolen out of uh, the Norton's house, Norton's apartment. Okay. Um, we cut to Doctor Zoo, and again, this is very. If it sounds complicated, it's because it is. Like we're this is uh, it's pretty much exactly how um, how I was reading it. So you're Believe you're me the, put the complicated one. I apologize. No, no, I had no idea. I know it's uh, I just don't want it to be not enjoyable for the listener. But like, if it sounds, if you, if you don't know what's going on, it's because I didn't know what was happening either. But it kind of all falls into place. Uh, but um, so we cut back to Doctor Zoo in the phone, um, talking to another doctor, saying that she feels bad for Norton. Um, she's on her cell phone, getting into her car, and suddenly she like drops her phone, um, and like falls to the ground, and the panel flashes to her on the ground but in front of her is this, the black barn she has like a vision of of the black barn that norton sees and the issue ends and then um any thoughts on that before i start get going so it's not even a necessarily this place is necessarily appearing or disappearing in a real place it's this visions of this place yeah. we, we that's, have... that's amazing it's it's weird, yeah. So we have, we have potentially this person who's uh, clinically insane in this case, um, according to like medical science, uh, seeing visions of a red barn, and then we have people turning up murdered. The most recent murdered person was supposed to be dead two weeks ago. They'd already found the body two weeks ago. And it's kind of the the plot thickens, and just information is kind of uh, slowly being leaking out, leak, leak, leaked out. And somebody is like know something. Because the, because Father Fred's been sent to this doctor mysteriously, but he can he like doesn't doesn't know why. So, um, issue wow. three starts. <laughs> um, Father Fred is uh struggling to write his first sermon um, when the cop enters the room. Uh, she tells him again, like I don't know. I keep calling it the cop, but like we, I don't know her name until uh, it ends up being Carla. But I don't know that till like the last issue. Um, 
but she tells him that Father Tom uh, was the killer, and uh, so it's like basically your what you said was true, Father Fred. But like he notices that she doesn't believe him at all. Uh, she asks him if he can be trusted, and that the town is tight knit, and they trust the church and the priest as a given. But because of his past, she's wondering if he can be trusted. Um, he doesn't do a good job of reassuring her at all, and uh, says like, "See you in church tomorrow." And she's like, "That's not really my style." Um, we cut to Norton saying uh, that he has to defend himself now. People broke in, took his precious stuff, so he's setting up kind of like Home Alone traps around the house, which uh, okay. might might be one of those pictures in there. I'm not sure. Um, and then Doctor Zoo knocks on the door. Uh, she seems kind of creeped out by this like weird makeshift lab he has with like all just news articles and weird drawings and traps now set all over the all over the place. And he's just this, this crazy person. Um, and but she's trying to like rationalize what had happened and confesses to him that she saw the black barn. So then we cut back. And then again, it's tough because it's cutting back and forth every like other panel from Norton to Father Fred. But yeah, we cut back to Father Fred delivering his sermon. Um, if anyone is in the chat being like, boo, this sucks, just like let me know and I'll stop. But uh, <laughs> we got to uh, Father Fred delivering his sermon. We see that he's, he's nothing written down. He's like two lines crossed out. Um, and he just basically gets up there and tells everyone he doesn't know what's happening. Um, he doesn't know why like God let it happen, but they need to like come together as a community. Uh, outside the church, he meets a man named Joe and his wife um, who lives on a farm near the church. He tells Father Fred to stop by. Like he's been, he's the bus driver who's been there for twenty years. Apparently, he tells Father Fred to stop by and check out the farm they have, and that they'd love to have him. And uh, seemingly, he like lights up a joint and like tries to pass it to the pastor. And then, but he says no. He, he just like walks away creepily. Um, and then we cut back to Doctor to Norton, Doctor Doctor Zoo, and uh, he's blown away that she said that that he saw it. Um, so so he like, and she says that she saw it for real, not like not in a dream. Like she saw it and what she was awake, you know? Um, and she says that she also saw this dark figure. Uh, all she could see was his smile. And it was, we see this picture of this like red grinning man or smiling man that like, um, that kind of cryptid, like, like the cryptid. It looks very much like it. Uh, yeah. um, and then Norton is excited because like she finally believes him, but she says she doesn't know what to believe. And uh, shared psychosis has never been proven before. Uh, she says she has to take him back to the hospital. He says he won't because she's seen it now. And deep down, she knows it's real. Uh, we cut back to, and again, like from her perspective, she's his therapist. And he is like one of many patients she has. And this guy's wearing a mask because he's paranoid of germs and stuff. You know, like he's just, from her perspective, just this crazy person. Um, but now she's also having visions and just like, what's going on? You know, must be crazy for her. But, um, we cut back to Father Fred looking at a uh, letter written from Father Tom that he found like under his floorboard. Um, and then there's some photos and news clippings about missing kids in a disappearing building. Uh, he goes to Doc Sutton's house. Um, he lets in Fred. Like Doc Sutton is the guy in the beard uh, in one of those pictures. Um, he lets in Fred uh, and his house walls are covered with news- uh, newspaper clippings about missing kids, missing buildings, uh, the black barn. And uh, stuff we can't make out, but the walls are just like covered in them. And uh, he says the town is fighting a war for its soul, and the priest is a newer soldier. End of issue. Um, any thoughts on that so far? Uh, um, just that for anyone that doesn't know, there's been sightings of a what they call a grinning man yes, all yes. around. I mean, for year decades. Um, very uh, almost similar to kind of like um, the Joker in a way. Yeah, in fact, there have been some comparisons made between that and um, and he's just this man. I think in a lot of times in dark clothes, but not always. Yeah, and he's just he's just usually he's staying still and he's just staring at the person and grinning. Yeah, but it's it not sense. usually the person doesn't get a good feeling from that. Yeah, that, the, the grin is just so so big. It seems unrealistic. Yeah. And it's like some, sometimes kind of tied in with the hat man or even like right. slender man, like aesthetically, or even uh, sometimes seen during like uh, sleep paralysis type moments. Um, and just a real kind of eerie archetype that's kind of uh, in a lot of pop culture and people see him in real life uh, a lot of times. Um, but also I think it's gained a lot of fuel because people talk about him now more and more. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so issue four. Uh, the issue opens up with some newspaper clippings. Um, local cut leader arrested. Uh, historian puzzled over rural legend of Black Barn. Um, the Doc Stock Sutton is telling Fred about the history. He says, it's always been there. Gideon Falls and the Black Barn have always been entwined. Uh, this is just a direct quote I took, but the first recorded mention of the barn goes back to 1794. There are records of a building, uh, nothing more than a barn or stable, made of strange dark wood that appears uh, overnight from thin air, soon after a series of fires and deaths plagued the early pilgrims. Uh, but it's not just some haunted house. It has power, terrible power. In 1969, a local man was arrested for killing seven teenagers. The police found drawings of uh, the black barn filling the walls of his cabin. Uh, and there was a bunch more. Um, he says he doesn't actually know what it is, but he knows that it's a thing of evil and it must be stopped. Um, Father Fred says it sounds like nonsense, but Sutton says, like, no, you've seen it. Um, he takes an old picture off the wall and shows it to him. And he, he goes, it's, this is of the first pl- uh, plowman. Um, he's, this is like, it's crazy. But he, says, it's what Sutton, what's, he says it's what Sutton is. So Sutton says, this is what I am, uh, plowman. And it's what Father Fred is now, too. Like, this is what I am. This is also what you are now because you've seen it. It's, an, it's a, quote, organization of local men of influence who stood against the darkness of the Black Barn since the turn of the last century. So this, like, weird Knights Templar fighting, like, the Knights Templar group of elites from the town fighting against the Black Barn legend. It's crazy. Uh, he calls them, like, the guardians that stand between the Gideon Falls and the Black Barn. Um, he says that Father Tom believed this, and he didn't actually kill Gene Tremblay. Uh, Father Fred, he said he believes in God, but not science fiction, and that this is all just some crazy mythology. Uh, Sutton says again, but you've seen it. And he responds, I don't even know what I saw. And then he asks Sutton if he's, after, if he's ever actually seen it. And he hasn't, but it doesn't mean he doesn't know it exists. Um, he says, what is faith after all, Father Fred? And then it cuts away. Um, and then well, we cut to Dr. Zoo, um, looking at old case files of Norton. We find out he has no family and was found in the streets when he was eight. He was placed in a Catholic orphanage and only remembered his first name, but nothing else about himself. Uh, he also had early signs of depression and schizophrenia. Uh, Dr. Zhu looks, looks exhausted and mentally spent. She washes, she washes her face and is then shocked to see the black barn uh, in the mirror for a moment, like flashes there. Uh, and it's a little confusing visually. Like, uh, it's tough to, like, it's, it's weird. It's, both, it's trippy looking. Yeah. Um, but it appears that a man kind of comes in and attacks her with a mallet, is like what the vibe you're supposed to get. But it's like drawn weirdly and shown in the reflection of the mirror. So we cut to Father Fred. So again, I'm laying this out as it was laid out to me, so I don't like spoil anything. Um, but we cut to Father Fred arriving at the police officer's house. He shows us a picture of um, the articles and uh, pictures he found under Father Tom's floorboard. She basically rolls her eyes and says, uh, um, she's sick of hearing about this barn. This is, a, this is the police sheriff to Father Fred. Uh, so she's, uh, she says, it's all some fake mythology. Similar to the one the priest pedals, meaning like Catholicism. So she's like really not in the church. Um, we also learned that her husband, quote, uh, died. Like so, a mystery about her husband's death, um, which we don't really learn that much about, honestly. Uh, a few years ago, which seems kind of fishy. Um, she's also interested to learn that her deputy, uh, her deputy, is a plowman, uh, one of these people who fight against the Black Barn, um, which she claims is just an agricultural club. But Dr. Sutton says, is this like secret society of people who believe in the Black Barn? Um, she gets a call about Dr. Zoo uh, and has Fred drive because she's drunk. She's like, is he, like, he goes to her house to show her like, all this stuff. Um, but you think it's a call about Dr. Zoo. And then it, it cuts back. And we cut to the streets where Norton is outside in the rain. Um, he approaches someone and we see it's Dr. Zoo. So he asks if she's hurt. She says no. We realized that she wasn't actually attacked. She was freaked out because the man we saw in that panel was actually Norton. Like she had a vision and saw the black barn and then Norton like in the mirror, which like visually while you're reading it was, was trippy and you didn't really like make that connection. But uh, she's, she's super freaked out and asked like what's happening to her. Like she's tripping out as a reader. You're tripping out because they're trying to follow the story. Um, yeah. and, then, and then we cut to father Fred and the cop in the police car. And we realize now that the call was actually about shots fired. Like you're intentionally supposed to not know what's happening. That's like the point I'm trying to make. So yeah, we, we re- huh? You missed that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we realized the call was actually about shots fired. 
at the farm um, that Fred was just told to visit earlier at the church. So that like bus driver's farm. Um, so they see so the bus driver's name is Joe. So they see Joe's wife uh, Janet outside, like all frantic. The cop says, "Like where's the deputy?" Because they see the deputy's car in the driveway. Um, she goes, "Joe, Joe made Joe uh, Joe made me call. Joe made me call." She's like real freaked out. So. Fred and, Fred and uh, Carla, like the cop, go inside the barn and see Joe sitting there, just like trenched in blood with a man hanging upside down from the ceiling with the like, blood dripping down. And he says, like, I've been waiting for you, Father. And it's like a close-up of his face. His, uh, his face. And then, oh. end of issue. The red figure, possibly. Possibly. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> crazy stuff so far. Yeah. Definitely a good too- horror suspense story, but it's really amazing because it has the paranormal in it in ways, but they're very subtle. It's not, it's not it's, super in your face. Yeah. It's, and, and, and I think it gets uh, like as the, there's 27, like 27 issues total in the whole series. And it's like, it's done. And all the covers are people's like faces, like heads, but drawn like as, as like maps, like, like towns, but they look like people's heads. So I think there's like something about the bond of whatever this dark figure is with the town itself. That like isn't which is what I kinda wanted, like more ley line y weird metaphysics with the town, which these this first volume didn't really get as much into. Um but uh there's cool elements like the therapist having the visions that her patient's having, this like father who doesn't believe in this like faith that these other townspeople have, you know? And uh, different stuff. We got two, uh, two more issues to go. Um, are we doing so far? Is everybody okay in the chat? Like, they're very, they're very good. Just listening. Sorry, sorry. Are you doing, okay? Doing good. Oh yeah. Okay. No, this is yeah. very, very amazing. And right. uh, yeah, definitely. Here we go. All right. Um, so, so we're in, we're in this when Joe's barn. So the cop pulls a gun on Joe, uh, and he hurls this like bloody axe at her, and it hits her. But like, seemingly on the blunt end, and she like dropped her gun, so like he didn't like stick her with it. And um, he says, "Your time is coming, Father, but not yet." And like he runs past Father Fred, like jamming the scalpel in the palm of his hand, as he tries to like, as Father Fred tries to like stop him from getting out the door. And uh, they rush outside after him, and they see his wife Janet like bloody on the ground. Um, she says to the cop, "Saw you inside. You were there," uh, and then passes away. And like. We don't know what that means. And it's like, saw you inside. You were there. And, then, and so I don't know, who knows what that means. So then they walk through the cornfields looking for Joe. Like they're trying to, they're trying to chase him. Um, and they come upon this huge rectangular patch in the field where like this barn would be. Like, this huge patch mark in the, in the field. Um, big square patch. So uh, they find in the patch this bloody scalpel, but no, blo- no, no body and uh, no sign of anything. Um, they say they need to go see Doc Sutton. We cut back to Norton, Dr. Zoo. She asks how long um, uh, she's seen the bar- uh, he's seen the barn, and he says since he was three or four. Um, and we found, like I think I've got to mention before, but we found out he had like amnesia. He, like, he didn't remember his life when he was found uh, when he was eight. He didn't like he, he he remembered his first name, but that's 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 it. So yeah. But he says he's been seeing the barn, though. He remembers that he's been seeing the barn since he was three or four. Um, but he doesn't remember his life. It's all this big blur. It's, it's, his life is like a dream. His memories of his life is like a dream. Um, and because of that, he was like very depressed when he was in the orphanage. But what, sa- what saved his life was discovering this pattern and all the garbage that he was finding. It was like, and he just like discovering that it was the key to finding this barn. And he had, he had a higher purpose. And she asked him like why he wants to find the barn if it's evil. And he says it's, he's not sure... Um, but thinks we'll fix him somehow. Um, and that there's a draw to the barn, like that the barn is a contradiction. He says, like it scares you, but it also pulls you in. And he's like, you feel it too, right? She's like, yeah, I, or else I wouldn't be here. Um, and then we cut back to Doc Sutton. Uh, we cut back to Doc, Doc Sutton's house where the sheriff and Fred knock on his door. Um, they come in and he like sews up Fred's hand uh, from getting stabbed. They question him um, at the scalpel was his was doc sutton's he said he's definitely sure it's not um so as a reader we're assuming it's something that was stolen out of norton's house um she tells him that uh 
Joe murdered his wife, Janet, um, and the deputy tonight. And uh, now he's nowhere to be found. And all they found was just his flattened field and the bloody scalpel. Sutton then reveals that Sheriff um, Clara's brother vanished when he was eight. Um, and all they found was a flattened field then. Um, and he, of course, blames, blames the barn. So we learned that the sheriff now, who doesn't believe in the barn, had a brother missing in the same circumstances who this doc believes is, is the barn, you know? And he, he slips and yells at him and calls him dad. So we realize that Doc Sutton is actually her dad. Um, and that she, she didn't mention that she'd been embarrassed because he lives in this fantasy world. Like he, she, she doesn't believe in this stuff. And he, he thinks that she's just gone crazy. Like he's gone crazy in his, in his house with all these newspaper clippings and stuff. Um, uh, she asked if he thinks Joe could have kidnapped her brother like way back then. Joe being the guy who just murdered those people. Um, okay. He says he couldn't have, and he's a good man, uh, a plowman, and whatever happened tonight was because the barn made him do it. He, he then shows her a picture he found in, his bro- in her brother's room way back then, and it was a drawing of the black barn, which is like the one that's underneath the red barn in that picture, like the, the, kid's, like the hand drawing. Um, sure. The night before he vanished, he had a nightmare and came into his dad's room, ducks with the ducks hunting, he said it was about getting lost and trapped in an old barn. But uh, Sutton was tired that night because of his work or whatever and told him to just go to bed. And that was the last time he saw our son. Um, I need a drink, sorry. That's okay. Um, so it seems like the barn seems, it's very amazing. It just, it seems like it's a metaphor for like knowledge. Oh, James, James, I mean, James. Oh, man. Uh, Hold that yeah. thought, man. Oh, my God. James, I can't believe you just said that. Wow. Wait, okay. All right. Oh my God. I can't believe you just said that. Do you got anything else before I go on? Oh man. Just the way people are drawn to it, but also afraid of it. Well, Oh my God. James. That, that is absolutely crazy that you said that. Biblical Wait, references. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's why you're a writer. All right. Wait for this. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, so Sutton, we find out that Sutton thinks that his kid was was taken by the barn. He had a dream about the barn, so he speared his daughter this knowledge, this knowledge because she was twelve at the time. And then he didn't tell her later in life because it was very clear that she didn't want anything to do with this whole barn mythology that he believed in. But she was like visually upset. She was very mad, and she storms out, and says that Fred can be Sutton's new gullible idiot uh, that will go along with all of his delusions, and then uh, leaves. Um. We cut back to Norton and Dr. Zoo. She's uh, hypnotizing him. So like we, the last time we see them, she's like, have you ever been hypnotized? And then they cut back to Fred. So now we're, we're, in, we're in his hypnotic re- re- regression. So it's just weird dreamscape. It's like weird upside down panels and like huge skies and cityscapes and everything. It's real trippy looking. And uh, she asks him what he sees. He says, uh, garbage, lots of garbage. But wait, there's something else. The source of it, the well and I'm like, what? And well, we, we see a pool of water blending into a cityscape, like connecting two panels together. This is like pool of dripping water. And it's like, he calls it the well, the source of it. Like source waters, water portal reference, James? Like what? Um, like, and then she asked him to go deeper into his memories. Uh, he's afraid to leave the landfill um, that he went to as a lost boy. So, this landfill, like the reason he's in such a trash because he went there as a boy, apparently. So, but she makes him go further. Yeah. He says he sees something that scares him. It's where his quote, where he came from. It's a vacant lot. Um, she says, go to it, but he's scared. So, uh, we just see a few, like four different like, green panels back to back to back. Um, and then he said, oh God, there it is. I see it. I see it. The door. And then we see like the green panels open up to this like huge red face, this huge red door. It's like where the door opens to this reveal, like a like a red space, basically, um, yeah. like a bright red, like a crazy red. Um, I see the door. I see the other side. He says, and then we cut to Fred and Sutton. Sutton says that if the door has Joe, then he'll kill again. Um, they have to join the plowman. Fred still doesn't believe it. Basically, uh, they hear something and rush outside, looking for Sheriff Clara. Um, so that was the first time I find we they they mentioned Clara's name was like five issues in. Uh, the first time it's in my notes. Uh, we see we see panels of Fred running around, um, intercut with the voice of Norton and his hypnosis talking about the door. Um, 
So we're like, the, the, their, their journeys are kind of paralleling at that point. Um, he says, the door to the black barn, it's opening now. And when it opens, I'll never be able to stop it. Like, as Father Fred is, like, potentially, literally going into this door, you know? So, like, what we're seeing, like, is, like, like intercut a uh, weird dreamscape with the real world and the, like, both this red door thing. Um, again, very, like, trippy, hard to follow intentionally, and, like, surreal. I don't know. Yeah. End of issue. Cut to black. Cut to, like, hard black. A whole page of black. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then, all right. Any thoughts on that before we go to the last issue? Just, um, again, the dream, the hypnotic, hypnosis, the dream, the altered states of consciousness. Exactly. Access different things, memories, possibly. Of course, there's debate on that whether or not that's true or not. I've heard, yeah. um, or whether it's just it's just allowing you access to other realms, and it's not memories of the past. It's memories that you're actually making in real time. Yeah, exactly, and, and potentially like a reason for I didn't even think about this till till right now, but potentially a reason for his is amnesia. Was because like we talk about like MK Ultra trauma sometimes and like like mental fracturing and trauma that that way like potentially he yeah. could have had some type of trauma with this red with this black barn and um his mind just blocked it off for him so that like this could be some t- some type of source of like his initial trauma that we that he's piecing together as like as Fred is uh finding the actual black barn in in real life you know and again going back to the information. Wait for the wait for this chance. Wait for this. That's crazy. Okay. All right. So ready? Yes. All right. Um we all right, so issue six. Uh we see Norton and Dr. Zoo, who who we find out her name is Angie, uh, in the city looking for a place that he saw in his regression. So that they go to track down where he came from. Uh and it used to be like this huge industrial dump and now it's like all new condos and cafes and it's been real like gentrified. Um but they're looking for a vacant lot. And she's like, there's, there's, there's no way there should be a vacant lot here. It's all development now. There's no way to be a random vacant lot in the middle of this um, luxury housing and stuff. Uh, but there is somehow. Um, and they go to it and they see this outline of this door, this other, this like flattened door shape, big door shape in the grass, like in the vacant lot. And then like Angie sees it too. And is like stunned by it. Um, he says like, he knows what they have to do. And it cuts, cuts back to uh to Fred and Dr. Sutton. Um, uh, Sutton is like screaming at Fred to not go into the door. Um, the art is becoming like more and more weird and trippy as, as he's entering the door. As if like Fred himself is entering some strange realm. Um, there's a full page of this like face with like kind of like shattered panels comprising it. So like a bunch of different, pa- a bunch of panels showing the action or like making a face basically or, like, assembling a face which again is kind of like a fractured mind type of type thing um as if kind of his mind is being shattered walking into the door somehow um and we see uh many tiny panels of him searching for sheriff clara uh, as the panels progress they get more and more surreal and like more and more strange like he's almost like descending into, into hell almost um the page then opens up to this like full color splash page of this like giant contraption um some weird like tesla tech type like large energy ball between the coils. Um, let me try to find that picture. That's worth uh, me posting. I had to just take this like off my lap. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, um, just real quick. The uh, the um, the that's what was I gonna say? The uh, the panels that the artwork there definitely. I mean, if it's part making up a face, but it's all parts of a face. It's almost like parts of memories. Yeah. Yes. Right yes. There. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and that's the that's the, what he walks into. That's the contraption, and I really don't even like. We don't get any answers for what for what that is. They might they, we, we might find that out later on in volume two, but as of right now, we don't we know what no idea what that is. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh oh. Um. Lost my place. I'm sorry. It's okay. This thing, I mean, it obviously has to do with energy of some kind. Yeah. Whether it's collecting it or generating it, I mean, it's basically 
It looks like it has the sphere in the middle with two coils, with a coil on either side of it. Yeah. Um, again, that's, I mean, there's, that's like a symbol, like that's symbolism. The the two yeah. side, the two poles, the two opposites with the <laughs> exactly yeah that's classic you know, occult imagery like the, yeah. the pillars that's that's in all the uh, masonic tracing boards and, and everything. Um, I mean, even in the middle of this circuit, this this orb in the middle, it looks like an eye almost in the middle of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly that's, that's like the eye of Sauron between like yeah. Um, it's exactly it, and again, and it just it's weird because the panels before that were just this super surreal imagery that like intentionally just like didn't make any sense at all and then all of a sudden it just opens up to he just in this room with this machine like it, it came out of, it came out of nowhere um so then um clara then appears out of nowhere saying i see you i see your face i see all your faces um and she's been like visually like slashed and is like bleeding we don't know why um he runs away from her he's like scared. she's like she's scared looking and uh, he runs away from her and deeper into this like weird psychedelic nightmare scene, as she repeats over and over again, "You have secrets in your belly." She says it like six times. Um, Fred falls to her door and into her room uh, with a woman in a in a bed. Uh, Rebecca, he says. She asks where he was, and he says he just had the weirdest deja vu. Uh, he says, "I can't," and she responds. She goes, "What? You know what?" And it seems like we're in a memory of him breaking up with this woman named Rebecca. Uh, he's pretty still wearing his like pre suit. And he's saying like what he did was wrong. What it, like like he she, she's made him go against everything that he he believes in. Um, like implying like the relationship. He, he's a priest. He shouldn't be doing this. Um, and then he sees blood on her and like all over the blanket. And then suddenly she transforms into Clara, the sheriff, bloody in the bloody in the blanket. And then suddenly she transforms again. This is a dreamscape. She, and then she transforms. But she's like she's like on the street. She's like just on the ground in her regular clothes on the street. Uh, she says, "Behind you," but she's like, "He's like doesn't know what's going on." Um, suddenly, it cuts out of the dreamscape, and then we see Joe, uh, just with a gun. Um, Hello, father. Like Joe is the guy who murdered those people. Hello, father. You should not have come inside. This place is mine, not yours. He wants me, me. So they're inside the barn. He goes, "Hey, father. You should not have come. This place is mine, not yours. He wants me, me." We don't know. We don't know who that is yet. Then. Uh, there's a ton of inter- intercut panels, really disorienting. Of what looks like a struggle, shots firing between uh, Joe, and, Joe and Clara and Fred. Um, Clara seems to have been hit by a bullet in the stomach, um, which is what, which is where the blood was in his dream beforehand. Uh, okay. And Father Fred tackles Joe, but it's like very hard to understand. It's like 24 panels, like split in three each, like. It's like three, three perspectives of the fight cut between 24 panels. It's like really disorienting. Um, and then Fred is tackling Joe and they fall out of the panel into this like starry space scene. It's like starry universe, universe scape. And like Fred is falling and falling and then he passes this like weird this is where it gets weird. He passes this like weird multiplicity of Jesus like on the cross. This like weird psychedelic kaleidoscope of like Jesus. And then he goes he says hello to hello Fred. And Fred asks, like, where am I? And he goes, in the black barn. Where the blank do you think you are? And we're like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is happening? And then this is the conversation between them. He goes, uh, you need to make a choice. He goes, this is hope. This is, I, I, don't, I didn't know this was going to have any religion in it. So I'm sorry if, like, that's upsetting to people. Um, but this, we're just, this is just a story. Again, just a, just a story. Just a, like, yeah, it's fiction. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah uh, just fiction. Um, uh, so, Jesus to Fred, um, you need to make a choice. A choice about what? What? Uh, um, the answers to everything? Dot, dot, dot. We're saving her. And he goes, why can't you help me? Because you don't believe in me anymore. Without your faith, I'm nothing. It's up to you now. Um, and then he's like faced with this choice between an old TV and a teddy bear. Again, in this weird dreamscape. So he says, like, choice, but, like so he's given a choice. But the answers to everything. We're saving her. Um, so again, this, this knowledge chance. Um, so we see a giant face uh, of Joe, just like the murderer, um, in the dreamscape saying, um, wrong choice, father. Like, I think he chooses the bear. Um, don't you know uh, what you could have had? 
the answers. You could have had the answers. You could have yeah. had everything that we were all looking for. Um, but it wouldn't give them to us. It said only you. Um, so he's like shocked and betrayed that he, he chose the teddy bear over the answers. Um, he's saying this like as the panels are like slipping by. Um, and like uh, Joe was attacking, like kind of attacking, punching Fred. And the panels like kind of dripping, dripping away. Um, don't you want to know what it really is? Like as he like punches Fred. So he's like going berserker. Yeah. Being like, why didn't you choose the answers? Like, we're, we're this, we're this whole cult going crazy trying to find this knowledge of what the hell, what's, what's going on. You could have had it, and you and you said to save, you want to save your life instead, and he just blown away by it. And um, Fred, like, uh, Fred says he's insane, but Joe's response is no such thing. Fred wrestles uh, the gun away from him and shoots him and kills him. Um, Fred Fred runs over to the dying sheriff Clara. Uh, she says, Danny, where's Daniel? And you're assuming that's her, her brother's name. Um, but you don't know yet. She's she's disoriented. Um, Doc Sutton runs up. Almost at the end. Almost done. Um, yeah. <laughs> Doc Sutton runs up and uh, takes care of Clara, um, her daughter, uh, his daughter, um, as Father Fred goes for Sutton supplies to like stitch her back up. And then um, we, see the t- we see the teddy bear like on the ground. Uh, Kind of symbolic to like he saved her basically as like the panel is shifting, um, and then it cuts to a different day in the hospital. Um, Fred tells her she's lucky uh, her dad was there. She and she agrees, revealing they're they're on speaking terms again. Um, when Fred asks uh, what Clara remembers, he basically recounts the whole struggle, says everything that happened, and then says she says she could have she could have sworn she saw her brother, um, but doesn't remember seeing the barn. Um, and it's disappointed that like the father even asked if she saw the barn. She's like, Oh no, not you too. And, um, meaning like she basically like didn't remember being inside the barn, didn't remember the whole barn interaction, remembered, every, remembered everything else had had another vision about her brother, but the barn was like not in her memory. And then she was upset about it. She's like, Oh, I thought I found, uh, the Watson to my Sherlock Holmes. Like I have a new case. And he's like, what's, what's a case about what she's like, I gotta find my brother. Cause now she's like convinced is, Alive out there somewhere. Um, we cut to Father Fred outside. He gets a frantic, concerned call from that bishop guy, um, but like still kind of creepy. Like, you're right, you're right. Basically, surprised he's alive. Kind of is, is, yeah. is the vibe you get. And uh, Fred says, "Like, you know what this barn is, don't you?" And the bishop says, "I know you're. Exa- I know you're exactly where you need to be. Stay vigilant." Um, that's all we get from him. And then we cut to Norton and uh, Dr. Zoo, Angie. Um, Angie now believes Norton. She says that he knows that um, he knows what they have to do. They have to transport all these broken pieces of collected garbage and bring them to this vacant lot. He says she knows it too. They have to do this. Uh, as he says this, he takes his medical mask off for the first time so far in the whole, in the whole six issues. Uh, kind of symbolic that he, he's kind of made a break, breakthrough and taken off a layer of paranoia and anxiety, basically. Um, and then the quote, like, uh, at the end, um, it's the last, last thing in, this, in the in issue, uh, quote, the black barn, we're going to build it and you're going to help me even, even if it's the last thing we do. Da, da, da. And as a phase, as it fades out on the cityscape, like it fades out on a, on a whole like shot of a city where the signs reading Gideon Falls population 4,600,000. That's like, what do you think is a small, small town? Is this a massive city? Uh, that's it. That's, 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 that's the first volume. That's amazing. Now there were a couple things in there that gave me gave me hints of like time, time travel, mm-hmm. time being. And I'm wondering if it's that if that has to do with that that device. Yeah, that the, 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 these events. I didn't even think about that till right now. But that in my head, I was assuming that these are happening. These two storylines were happening concurrently, um, just in two different parts of the of Gideon Falls. But now after you saying that, like one could be 20 years prior, you know, for all, yeah. for all we know, like, right. Uh, which is interesting. And kind of the black barn being this like nexus point where these different places can kind of, uh, bleed together, you know? Um, I don't know. They have a building there. Yeah. Really access it, access yeah. that place. Yeah. Or that kind of other space kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you like it? It's complicated. Yeah. It was, but it was amazing. And again, just the the symbolism in it. I mean, just the 
yeah no it was it was, it was good um uh, it's, it, it, it seems it seems like it was all in place the notes but i'm, I'm, I'm i don't want to pat myself on the back but i i these were as good a notes as a person could have taken for the story it was like it was complicated because that was how the story was supposed to be kind of like that was that was a ride that i took to kind of yeah i'm sorry for my rambly tone but that wasn't that wasn't because of the book that was uh just because like it's tough to tough to, tough to uh, explain a comic book kind of sometimes but yeah, well, because it's an audio, you're trying to use audio to describe visual, and it's just yeah, exactly. It's always going to be a bit awkward, especially in a case like this where there's no pre-established. It's not yeah, exactly Captain America or Superman or yeah, that's Wonder a, that's a type of surprise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you don't even know the names. Like he doesn't give you any information. These are just characters you recognize by their faces as you're reading it. And then I find the names out of like two of the four main characters at the last issue, last two issues of the story. You know, um, but. I might keep reading. I don't know. I don't own volume two with the next six, six issues. Uh, it might not be a good one to cover on, on the pod, probably, unless people really like it for some reason. But uh, I might keep reading it. I want to see where it goes, kind of personally. But uh, yeah, yeah it's fun. The other thing, the bishop, I was thinking yes. more a negative thing, but it could be something more neutral or positive. It could be like the, the, the vibe in the beginning is definitely. He's leaving you out to dry. He's leaving you out to be sacrificed to this to this black barn, basically. And then when when he calls, kind of, he's frantic in the beginning, but it seems like like a a faux concern, kind of like he's, so, like, oh yeah. wow, you're okay. Like I thought you were going to be dead, basically. Um, but it kind of leaves it on more of a neutral term, more of like a not necessarily evil, but kind of like religious fanatic type type. Just knows some yeah. type of dark cosmic knowledge that we don't know about so right now you know that or that could just be i mean that seems like common kind of a common line you would have for yeah. someone in that situation yeah I, I i would say very least neutral leaning on negative but definitely yeah. someone that has knowledge and plans and is yeah yeah of things and then he wants anyone to think I, and like the vibe, the vibe you left with definitely is supposed to be that Father Fred can't trust this guy. Basically, that right. like he's gonna want, he's gonna want to learn more information from him. So like, and he's his boss. So like, don't don't upset him, but also don't trust this guy, and he's gonna lead you astray because um, he could have, he could have just easily. Father Fred could be he just as easily been dead, you know. Um, right. Now but, there's one other thing I noticed with this story. It yeah. has. There are some similarities between this and parts of the um, Dark Tower, Stephen King's Dark Tower. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You you have the priest who is not perfect. Yeah. Who becomes part of it later on in the story, but still is there. Yeah. You have this the central object or place or both that is um, driving a lot of this. Yeah, this, you have this, these this possible, this possible you know, nexus region. Yeah. 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 And then you have these groups of people that are associated with it um, for various reasons. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, not that it's a one to one, but there's definitely no, no, shades close, yeah. of a king in there, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and I, I want to learn more about who this dark figure is. Like, we know that this black bar now is potentially this like doorway that pops up uh i don't know leads to negative places potentially leads to some somewhere dark but there's this figure who's who's the like joe says like he should have chose me he should have chose me like i don't think i don't think he's referring to to jesus i don't think jesus in that story was was jesus i think it was just like the father like the father saw what he was what he was gonna see because he was he's a priest you know but yeah, like, yeah. The, like the, the, the dark figure like, yeah, imagery. Yeah, but there's like a there's a there's a some type of and then like I was looking for for artwork for it in like some of the later issues. There's like a dark silhouette in a lot of them. So I think there's like a dark figure that will appear later on in the story. That's kind of possibly pulling the straight like some type of uh, like controller of the dark barn or I mean the black barn or whatever. Um, I don't know, some some intriguing stuff that I might want to keep going on. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Yeah. Well, thank you for going through all that work. I really do appreciate it. Um, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Thanks for yeah. uh, tolerating, listening to it, and thanks for thanks everybody for being patient and uh, making it as far as uh, 
you did if you're still here but uh that's fun yeah we've been we've been on for about an hour can you believe oh, that nice 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 yeah all right uh i'll mute up now but uh thanks again james it's always fun being on no problem thank you for for being on with me at always and as always and we'll be uh you'll be hearing more from derek in future shows comic book Definitely. shows and uh other shows some uh around <laughs> table here or there Definitely. so thank Definitely. you derek take care and i'll talk to you next time and i'll Later, james. Later, everybody. thank you yep no problem so um yeah so that's it for tonight i'll be back tomorrow with true paranormal stories from the web uh talk to you all then on the next episode of salcedo paranormal take care everyone